Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Exit Trials football podcast, the home of alternative football. On today's episode, I had the pleasure of talking to my good mate all the way from Western Australia. You know who it is. It's Lyle Stewart, aka the Perth Gooner, where we talked about all things Arsenal, pre-season tours, the latest transfer gossip, and of course, the biggest news of the week, Gareth Bale's impending move to China. Will this move to the Far East ruin Gareth Bale's reputation? And should any player be paid more than £1 million per week? Find out what we think by listening to the pod. Hope you enjoy it. Well, it's Sunday afternoon here in Auckland, New Zealand, 5.41pm, 28th of July, 2019. I might as well mention the year because I never know, you know who's listening to this in the future, whether it's some alien from outer space or a human being in the year 3019, who, who knows? Um, if you found us, welcome. You're probably thinking, what are you in for? Well, it's a football podcast. Um, we don't talk much football, but when I have this guy on, we, we do talk football. So um, anyway, I was driving home from the Extra Trials game today, and I received a message from my good mate, Lyle Stewart, aka the Perth Gooner. And uh, he messaged me, you know, asking me, you know, how the trials go today. And instead of giving him a brief, short message of how we lost 6-0, I thought, you know what, let's get him on the pod. So we're here to talk about it. I've got Lyle on the phone all the way from Australia. How's it going, mate? Yeah, not too bad, Eddie. Uh, yeah, happy Sunday. Um, it's a lovely weekend over here in Perth, nice and sunny. Um, not sure what the weather's like in Auckland, but yeah, no, all going well on my end and a uh, pleasure to be back on the pod again. Yeah, mate. Uh, I think it's the th- third or fourth time, I'm not sure now, but I mean, you're more you're more or less a regular now. Yeah, so. you know what? I'm obviously doing something right if I'm getting invited back on, so uh, yeah, <laughs> no, always lovely to just talk utter nonsense on the pod, um, and hopefully some of it makes uh, sense to the viewers out there. Now, I've got to say, mate, whenever you're on, we actually generally talk about football. Now, I, I get good feedback, right? So the feedback I've had, whenever I had Lyle on, or you, mate, um... It, people enjoy it, but the problem is the audio is not great. Yeah, we need to try and fix that. Now, we have figured out a solution, but bear in mind, you know, Lyle's on the other side of Australia, Perth, right, which is a million miles away. And also, the other time I was on the phone with him, he was in Dubai. Were you in Dubai? Yeah, 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 that's right. The time I was yeah, on Dubai, yeah. I was um, uh, half pissed by the pool just chatting nonsense with you um, <laughs> about football. Anyway, anyway, we we figured out a solution. So, right now, I'm calling Lyle through uh, like a headset. I look like an Indian tele, you know, telecom, <laughs> telecom pest trying to sell you some some shit that you don't need. Um, and Lyle somehow this audio is going to turn out well. He's uh, he's recording through voice memo and his laptop. So um, hopefully this turns out well. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, fingers crossed. If there's any technical yeah. wizards out there who've got a better solution than this and it's not going <laughs> to cost us an arm and a leg and I don't have to donate my kidney, please let me know. <laughs> That's true, mate. Um, so, mate, how how you been? Oh, first of all, congratulations uh, for the World Cup. I mean, the Cricket World it's Cup. It's coming home. 
It's coming home. It's coming. Cricket's coming home. It's coming home. Do you know? Do you know what? I mean, obviously, I know that you're based out in New Zealand. I must say, you know, condolences to everyone out there. I thought that you. I love. I love the New Zealand cricket team. I love the way you guys play cricket and just your your brand of cricket and the way you guys go around your business. And you know, I hope that the ICC look into the format of the World Cup, in particular the rules. In, in future years because um, it didn't really sit right with me and a lot of England fans the way the super over uh, went down um, you know I think they, they mm. definitely need to look into that because uh, you know it wasn't really fair was it nah but I'll be honest with you mate I don't give a toss about cricket but I actually did watch it I watched the semi-final and the final uh, I wasn't too sure what was happening in the Super Over, but anyway, um, it turns out you can lose a tournament when you don't lose. I <laughs> know, <laughs> oh, I know. It's, it's one of those. It's one of those. It will go down in like a, a, you know uh, quiz nights and trivia questions for the next hundred odd yeah. years. Um, how do you lose a cricket World Cup final when you haven't lost it? Anyway, um, you know yeah. that's enough about the cricket, isn't it? <laughs> but mate, I'm going to look at the football now. Now imagine this, right? Uh, it's the Champions League final. Spurs, Arsenal. I mean, this is in a few years' time when you actually do qualify for the Champions League. But anyway, um, the the game is a draw, nil draw, but the game's decided on who's had the most throw-ins. Unbelie- unbelievable, <laughs> isn't it? Unbelievable. I mean, that's that's or, or, or who's had the most corners. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, Jeez. crazy, isn't it? Absolutely crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. But anyway, um, yeah, congratulations, man. I know you're a big fan. Yeah, no, I love and, uh, love my cricket. About, about, about time. About the time the World Cup came home, eh? Yeah, it's, it's about, about time. time England did something in sport. I mean, bloody yeah. hell, it's uh, <laughs> it's been been a long time. If you're a, if you're an England fan like I am, it's um, yeah. yeah, it was you know certainly not going to be happening in the football anytime soon, is it? So uh, yeah, we'll just well, cling to the cricket. I saw I saw an interesting stat. Um, it said something like, "Oh, England's the only you know nation in the world to win the the football, the rugby, and the cricket World Cup." Now I'm think I'm thinking to myself, hold on, didn't they event all three? Yeah, that's right. And also, do you know what's even more more embarrassing <laughs> yeah. is when you look at the sample size of the teams which actually, also the countries which play all of those sports, you're literally looking at yeah. Australia, New Zealand, yep. uh, India, yep. um, some of the West Indian countries, um, you've got South Africa, uh, Pakistan, yeah. um, Sri Lanka... And we all know that none of those countries are football powerhouses, so I think it's a it's a pretty rubbish statistic that one. So, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I, I, did, I did chuckle there, but anyway, anything for you guys to claim fame, that's fine. Um, yeah, so congratulations, mate. Um, let's talk about some football. So a lot of the preseason stuff um, is actually well. Most of it's actually been in Perth, I have to say. It has, it has. I mean, um, it's one of those where yeah. I think uh, anyone who's been following football has seen kind of the transformation of pre-season football so historically you know back in the day you might go um, you you know for example if you're a London club you might go up to uh, Norwich or you know you could go up to Scotland (laughs) or you could play you know a couple of games up there or you might go to um, you know Switzerland or or somewhere like that and play a couple of games whereas now it's obviously a massive business for these clubs where essentially they, they take their I'm going to call it a franchise and basically tour the world. Um, so that's whether that's you know America, um, Asia, Australia, um, you know Africa, wherever it is. Um, you know it's a massive part mm. of the football calendar now. Is uh, it's called the International 
um, Champions Cup, which is the you know that's kind of the pre-season uh, tournament which they're all participants in. Um, and yeah, it's 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 huge. So this year it was obviously uh, you know some games were in Australia. So um, uh, Leeds United and, and Man United came <laughs> down here uh, and played played a game here in Perth, which was uh, very heated both on and off the pitch. <laughs> Well, let's get into this because I, I mentioned it to the Jack of the Day, but he had no idea what I was talking about. So, for, for someone that's actually living in Perth, um, did you go to the game? So, it's a funny one. So, I actually wasn't going to go because um, obviously I hate Manchester United with a passion. <laughs> um, I can't stand them, absolutely hate them. Despite the fact, I'll give you a funny fact. Um, so, my, uh, my auntie actually lives in Trafford and it's a nightmare. So, I've stayed at her house before and it's like you're waking up and you look out the window and you can see old Trafford in the background. It's honestly freaky. It's like something from a nightmare. Um, it's awful. Um, but <laughs> no, so, I, uh, so on the Saturday, um, Manchester United played against Perth Glory, who are the local A-League team in Perth. And I didn't go to that game. But um, I got a last-minute ticket through work to go to the United Leeds game, so I did did go to that game. Oh wow! Um, and it was quite incredible, really. Um, I've never uh, I've never really experienced that in in Perth before, where obviously you've got a full stadium, sixty thousand people. Um, I think ninety five percent of the supporters were, were Man United, and then probably five percent were, were Leeds. But it was yeah, it was actually a really good game for pre season friendly because anyone who knows the history knows that that's a massive derby. It's a you know Yorkshire versus Lancashire, um, you, you know yeah. Red Rose versus the White Rose, massive derby. And credit to the Leeds United fans, you know the proper word turned out, and they were making a right old na- uh, racket for for ninety minutes. The the, the <laughs> The poor, the poor plastic Man United fans didn't know what hit him really. Um, you know, you had all these these, <laughs> these tanked up Yorkshiremen just going nuts for uh, for for you know ninety minutes. It was it was quite quite entertaining for for a neutral watching. That, that's crazy. Um, yeah, I, I did wonder if you went to that game, but you're obviously you didn't put it on your on your Instagram or Facebook. But um, <laughs> so you didn't pay for the ticket. Right? No, no, it was a free ticket. So oh, um, it was one of those. That's good. Where, that's good. You know, kind of just enjoying the, um, you know, just uh, just being there really and, and watching a little bit of the footy. And I had no interest in it either way. It was um, it was actually a really heated game, if I'm honest with you. So um, there was a lot of um, crowd trouble. So what they, uh, you know, in Australia, they don't <laughs> quite understand football. So I've never seen this before. So it was unsegregated. So you had like a Leeds, oh, no. a Leeds end and you had a Man United end. And there were Man United fans in the Leeds end, and it was just kicking off left, right, centre. The Leeds, the Leeds fans were kicking anyone they could, uh, they could get within arm's reach. And yeah, you know, a lot of these poor Manchester United fans, obviously, um, you know, a lot of them probably never ever been to Old Trafford, and, and probably don't understand the extent of the rivalry in the sense that that's a very hostile rivalry in the UK. Um, you know, it's just kind of yeah. it's ma- madness, actually, absolute. Madness. So it was was kind of funny watching, but obviously sad at the same time. That <laughs> you've got all these Leeds fans who've travelled, you know, thousands of miles to watch it because they brought something like three, four thousand fans out from the UK who oh, who travelled. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Leeds had um, they'd like five, six thousand fans, of which three, four thousand of them had come all the way over from the UK. Um, so it was quite quite incredible, really massive effort on, on their yeah, behalf. Yeah, yeah, mate. I I heard that um, that rumor. I was like, I was thinking, surely. Yeah, surely most of these fans live in Fremantle. You know what I mean? No, no, no. So, so a lot. Yeah, so a lot. A lot of them actually went uh, came over from from the UK and then um, went on to Sydney because they played a, uh, I think Western Sydney Wanderers over there, who are the local A League side there. So yeah, no, it was pretty pretty yeah. mental. That's mad. That's mad. Um, I remember this fixture got announced. I think beginning of last season. So this isn't like before Leeds were like you know tipped to 
to go up the Premier League. So, you know, if, if you look back in, let's say, April, if not March, um, you can say, well, they've actually, you know, organised a real tasty game. Yeah, no, season, definitely, you, definitely. You might, you might have two Premier League teams. Definitely, you know I mean? definitely. So, um, but anyway, they didn't go up, thank God. And, um, yeah, it's an interesting tie, especially in Perth. I mean, I mean, it's quite fitting actually, because a lot of uh, I'm I'm sure most of those Leeds fans can't travel away for England. So, no, that's right, um, that's right, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so they're coming back. You know, what I mean, it's the it's the land of convicts. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, most of them, most most of them are you know avoiding uh, probation. <laughs> <laughs> I know they've got a bit of a reputation, don't they, Leeds United? They are, yeah, yeah. Lock up, lock up your daughters, lock up your wife. Leeds, the Leeds boys are here tonight, so yeah, you got to kind of just. Um, yeah. And I was, I was, but, I was uh, keeping t- a very yeah. low profile at the game, just minding my own p's and q's. Yeah, yeah. What What, what do you wear? Uh, I was, I was in my work attire, so I kind of was winning. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, smart. yeah. Over, overcoat. I've no colours on, mate. I'm, I'm not. No, I I'm not looking for no <laughs> trouble or nothing like that. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, no, none, none of that. Just had a, you know, my Peaky Blinders flat cap on, my overcoat, my, uh, oh, you yeah. know, yeah, no, just uh, stayed in the background, trying to blend into the into the seats of the stadium. <laughs> so no, no, it was all right. It was good. And, I mean, on the on the park, it was good as well. I mean. Um, United have got a couple of good youngsters who've coming through, and actually one yeah. one of your old boys, Daniel James, they signed ah. from from Swansea. He uh, he was playing really good football. So um, and another lad called Will Greenwood. So yeah, United look all right for the coming season. I mean, obviously they've still got you know thugs there like Ashley Young, uh, which will be kicking people about, <laughs> um, and just donkeys like Phil Jones and, and 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 the like. But I mean, yeah, you know, it looks like they've got some some good youngsters coming through. Yeah, I mean. Um... What was it? Four nil. Yeah, four nil, four nil. So, um, and then it's funny. It kicked off at the end because uh, one of the Leeds players has kind of followed through with his elbow, and then Ashley Young is just like studs up, cleaned him out, um, totally missed the ball, and it was like on for Young and Old. All the Leeds boys were piling in there, and the Man United players were trying to <laughs> get in there as well. So, yeah, pre-season friendly in name only. Um, oh, that's funny, yeah, because um, Leeds have got a they got a former. Swans player Pablo Hernandez. They were going nuts. Um, the Leeds fans were going nuts singing the song Pablo Hernandez, Pablo Hernandez <laughs> for about forty minutes during it, the, and they all had their shirts off and were just like f- swirling their shirts around, going nuts singing this Pablo <laughs> Hernandez song. Um, I forgot he was at Swansea. Yeah, yeah, right, okay. He was, he was a good few because he was in the pre- he was playing for you and uh, you were in the Premier League as well, weren't he? Yeah, yeah. It, I think I think with Pablo, he was hit and miss, right? So he we signed him. I think Laudrup signed him, right? So obviously that's the best ever Swansea team of all time. So that we we won the the Carling Cup yeah. with that team, and he was in it. Um, did he score? I think he might have scored the goal. I, pre, uh, I can't remember if he scored, that's, but he didn't play that, that final. That's when you had uh, you didn't only just have uh, Pablo Hernandez, but you also had like your, the likes of your Wayne Routledges and Nathan Dyer as yeah. well vying for spots off the wing. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this still, we still got them, mate. Yeah. <laughs> can't get rid of them. I mean, I mean, actually, hold on, hold on. Wayne Routledge, right? He was probably our best player last season. That, that'll tell you how bad our season was last season. Do you know but, what's funny? You, um, you've actually jogged my yeah. memory because at one point of time and correct me if I'm wrong I think Scott Sinclair yeah. was at Swansea wasn't he yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so was, he, he got his promotion he's playing he, his best foot- he got his he's playing his best football when he was at Swansea and then um, oh, of course he, he got was. the uh, he got the move to Man City and he never heard of again I never saw him again did he even play for Man City 
Uh, he played. Uh, let, let, let's just say he played like ten games, maybe. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, but uh, before I mention Scott Sinclair or talk about his, what's happening now, um, so Brendan Rogers. Now, no one knew who Brendan Rogers was, right? So Brendan, he got sacked by I think Redden. Yeah. Got sacked, sacked by Redden, right? So we signed we signed him up. Right? People thinking, well, who the fuck's this guy? Anyway, Brendan uses contacts in Chelsea. Now, Scott Sinclair was at Chelsea, but he got loaned off to another like in a hundred clubs, right? Yeah. Um, and like then we all got Scott Sinclair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we got uh, Scott for I think it was a, a small like three million. Let's say three million. Now he scored. Uh, I haven't got the stats on me now, but he scored like twenty goals. I think that season in the championship. So he got us promoted. Um, he scored the hat trick in the playoff final. Right. Okay. I think he's he's like maybe one of two players that's ever done it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's he's definitely the first player or only player to date to do uh, to score a hat trick in the new Wembley. I'm pretty sure a few people have done it in the maybe two other people have done it in the old Wembley, but um, yeah, Scott Sinclair got us promoted. Um, did well in the first season uh, in the Premier League, and then you know he, the problem with him, his um, I'm not sure if you watch Coronation Street. Yeah, cool. So yeah, yeah. his 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 missus is um, Helen Flanagan. Oh yes, uh, yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Helen, I, don't, I can't remember her name, but now yeah, yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, yeah, big jugs. Um, what's what's a mum? What's a mum called in the in the in the soap? I can't um, remember for the life of the, me. The blonde one. Yeah. I have to Google this quickly. Yeah, I can't remember. For oh, me. I think I think her name was was her name Lucy or something. Yeah, Rosie, 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 yes, Rosie, yes, yeah. Now. It was Rosie. So now Rosie was going out with uh, Scott. So obviously, if you look at your your Google Maps, Swansea's nowhere near Manchester. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Jamie, <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? um, what's the pub called in Coronation Street? What's that pub called? It's not the. the it's not the Vic, is it? Nah, the Vic's. Um, East no, Denver's sorry, name. yeah, wrong. Um, Jesus. Uh, God. Oh, the Rovers return. The Ro- Yes, that's right. Sorry, yeah, yeah, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, yeah, it's coming back to me. Um, so that, yeah, anyway, so Helen, I think she pushed Scott to move to Manchester. Yeah. Now he had one good season for us. So, oh, well, in the Premier League, Premier League anyway. So, um, he got a move somehow to City, but I think the deal behind that was the Premier League or UEFA. They bought that, you know, that English rule in. Yeah. Or home oh yeah, of course, because that's, that's when yeah. Man City started buying. It wasn't just uh, Scott Sinclair; they were getting um. They bought they bought Milner. I'm pretty they sure bought they bought Milner. Milner, yeah, and then they got um like yeah. Fabian Delph coming. Um, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, definitely. So um, anyway, um, so that's what happened to Scott. So he went to City, and then yeah, I mean, he just I'm I'm, I'm guessing he's still at Celtic. And he's he's probably won a few. You know, league titles in Scotland, but <laughs> do you mean the extra trials probably win a, a league title or two in Scotland? Oh, that's it. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get uh, get get taken out by some uh, yeah Scottish hatchet man. But I mean, yeah, look, the S- the SPL. I think I'd rather watch paint dry. To be to the truth be told, it's uh, yeah, it's not much. Go- oh, there's not mate, much going is, on up there, it, is there? It, it, there's not. But uh, I'll tell you this quick uh, this quick um, result that happened. Right, so. Recently, in the first qualification round of the Europa League, right? So Kilmarnock, yeah, Kilmarnock finished third, I think, in the league yeah. last season for Scotland. So that's behind Celtic and Rangers, right? So third in the league, I think. Um, they played Connors 
Connor's key nomad from North Wales. Yeah. Well, it's barely in North Wales. It's like technically it's in England, but anyway, um, uh, Queen's Ferry is literally in England. So they played these bunch of part-timers. Uh, there's a few builders in there, a few teachers, a few lawyers. Um, I don't think you can call them semi-professional. I mean, they, they probably they probably get you know free teas and that, but I'm not sure if they're semi-pro or what. Anyway, so these part-timers who didn't even win the league in Wales, I think they they won. Th- I think they qualified through. I think finished second or third in the league or something. I don't know. Anyway, Connors Key they played. Um, Kilmarnock at home. They lost, I think, two one, on the on the first in the first leg. Anyway, they went to Killy. I think it's called Rugby Park. I think so. That's like right outside Glasgow. Anyway, the Nomads they beat Kilmarnock two nil. I know, yeah, because I remember the headline. Like, I remember the headline, which yeah. was uh, it was all over the newspapers. So Daily Mail, BBC, BBC Sport. Um, unbelievable, unbelievable. Oh, it's crazy, mate. Um. Shows you the standard of Scottish football. <laughs> if you got a Welsh team, that's in Yeah, I mean, look. <laughs> like, progress the second, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, the highlight of Scottish football is when, you know, obviously their national side will get a draw to England and then still not qualify for the <laughs> European Championships. Yeah, no, that's all right. It's about, about, that's about the standard. So, yeah, no, all good. Say no more. <laughs> <laughs> I think we mentioned that before about the, the Lee Griffiths free kick, the double-double. Oh, the double free kick, yeah, you know? Yeah. Identical free kicks I went in, but Harry Kane spoiled the party so <laughs> um so yeah you went to uh what's what's that derby called then um leeds um man united what's that i don't know what it's you know i don't know if they call it the war of the roses because obviously you've got the, oh yeah the history between uh, lancashire yorkshire um obviously going back all, all the way to the that's eleven hundreds, twelve hundreds, or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. What, I, I don't know what the name's called, but obviously, yeah, um, it's that's a ferocious derby. Um, I remember when. Do you remember when Leeds United, when they were in League yeah. League One, as in like third tier of English football, went to Old Trafford and beat them in the FA Cup? Oh, and uh, Jermaine, Jermaine Beckford, yeah, he scored the winner. Yeah, unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable. Jermaine Beckford, he was a good player, and he got he bought. He got bought I, by. Um, yeah. Didn't. Blackpool buy him or no? It wasn't Blackpool. Everton. Everton bought him. Everton bought him. Oh, really? That was right. Yeah. Um, Everton bought Beckford after he'd had like a couple of decent seasons at Leeds, and then I just don't think he was a Premier League player. So never heard of him since. I'm pretty sure he ended up in like Thailand or somewhere. Probably. Yeah. Hold on. I'll check. I'll check this now. So. Oh no, that was Marlon Harewood. <laughs> or Jay Bo- or Jay Bothroyd as well. Remember Jay Bothroyd? Oh no, no, Jay 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 Bothroyd. Yeah, I, I hated Jay Bothroyd. Didn't he? Didn't he? He got capped by England, didn't he? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, that was the period of time did, where did he you had the likes of Jay Bothroyd and Darren Bent getting called up for England, and it was just uh, it was awful. Absolutely. Oh, uh, now you mention it, Darren Bent. So didn't he retire this week? Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, Darren Bent. I, I thought I thought I thought he retired like years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, Darren Bent. Because <laughs> what, what was he? He was. I'm pretty sure he was like Ipswich, wasn't he, or Charlton? Uh, no, oh, he was actually both. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's he, Ipswich. He was then he went definitely to Charlton. at Charlton, and then he went to Tottenham yeah. in that big, big money move, which absolutely flopped. Um, and then after that, he had his best period when he went up to Sunderland. Um, and he had yeah. that season where he, he knocked in 20 goals, and then he got. The, they went Villa as Villa did back then, were spending money on rubbish and 
put up something like 20 something million pounds to buy him from Sunderland and then went there and did nothing. I'm just looking at his Wikipedia now. I, that is all correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, what a, yeah, bit of a journey, man. Um, <laughs> just a bit. Just, just a little bit. I mean, not as bad as Andy Cole. I don't think anyone could beat Andy Cole. Oh, I mean, in terms of how many how many cl- how many clubs you played yeah, for. Yeah, but probably a bit unfair there, if you know what I mean. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> Andy Cole's actually won won you know Premier League medals, Champions yeah, League, yeah. and all that. So I'm not going to I'm not going to you know make reference to the fact he played for a few different clubs. You know, I'm... Okay, okay. In terms of quantity of clubs, all right. Yeah, sure, sure. He, he played because <laughs> sure. he start he started off as you know he started off in the Arsenal Youth Academy, Andy Cole. So Andy, Co- Did he really? yeah, Andy Cole started off in the Arsenal Youth Academy, and then yeah. I think he started playing for. Ooh, I think it was either Queens Park Rangers, and then he went up north to Newcastle, um, and then obviously yeah. from there got snapped up by Man United, and then after that played for pretty much every club in the Premier League. Well, my dad told me this story, right? Um, he's always reminding me of this when someone silly gets a tattoo, right? So, some Newcastle fan got. Uh, Andy Cole's tattoo of his face, yeah, um, on on his body, I think, his belly or something, I don't know, his chest. And uh, this is like Christmas time because Andy Andy must have scored like double figures by Christmas, right? Yeah, he had a, and then, that great season in, in that transfer window. <laughs> the transfer window, I think the January transfer window. Um, United signed him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this guy, this Geordie now, he's probably in his well, let's say sixties now. Yeah. Um, I know. He's probably still got Andy Cole's face on his belly. <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah. Oh wow. I'm looking at this now. What? So I was right. So started is he made one appearance for Arsenal. So went through the Arsenal Youth Academy. Oh, wow. um, then was loaned out to Fulham and Bristol City, um, and then stayed at Bristol City uh, for a season. Um, obviously transferred there. Then Newcastle, Man United, Blackburn Rovers, back to Fulham. Man City, Pompey, Birmingham City, Sunderland, Burnley, bloody hell, Nottingham Forest. Is there anywhere he hasn't been? Um, yeah, and then retired. So yeah, you're right. He really did get around the around the traps. I I told you, mate. I told you. Um, his partnership with York at United. That was probably the best partnership we've ever seen in the Premier League. I don't, I don't think he's been beaten since then. Their partnership. Or in terms of goals. Um, or just the, the success they I mean, had. Uh, yeah, success, success. I mean, it's a combination of success and goals, and I think the the time period as well. Yeah, you're probably right because to be fair, that's when um, I mean, with the exception of Arsenal winning it ninety seven, ninety eight, and two thousand and one two, United pretty much had a clean sweep from after when Blackburn Rovers won it in the. Uh, yeah. 94 or whenever that was through to um yeah yeah exactly when he when he moved off so yeah not wrong there yeah they they were sweeping up everything domestically weren't they in that kind of time period yeah definitely definitely um just looking here mate um oh. so you got Alan Shearer and um Chris Sutton <laughs> for for Blackburn Rovers let's look at their partnerships so they didn't, didn't tell you goals. Oh, okay. Doesn't tell you goals, Han. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. I've got it here. There's a list here, actually. Um, where's the goals at? I've got everyone else's goals. Oh, yeah, never mind them. 
it goes down the list. So you got Wayne Rooney, Ronaldo. Yeah. How many? So this is this is this is the two thousand six two thousand seven season. Yeah. So the, their partnership twenty goals. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got Ryan Giggs, Eric Cantona, um, nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. Twenty goals. Then you've got um, Norberto Solano and. Um, Shearer. Okay. Twenty two goals. Shearer probably scored most. Doesn't give you the, doesn't give you a season. Yeah. But the two thousand one, two thousand two season, Henri Freddy Lundberg, twenty four goals. Wow. That's 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 a bit. Uh, then you got um yeah, you got got a few Liverpool ones. Um let's go down down the list though. Um oh what season's this one? Okay, I, I don't know what season it is, mate, but it's when Arsenal had uh trying to describe the kit to you now um it's the o2 kit where the nike is on like the right shoulder blade yeah and the arsenal logo is in the middle so oh, it's sort of like yeah the, that's 2004 the, the five, Reyes, 2004 the, five. The, yeah 2004 yeah, five yeah yeah it, it's like the Reyes, Reyes kit yeah, if you get me so I, I, that's, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just basing this on the photo i've got so that partnership there is the second of all time if you've got Henri and pires wow 29 29 goals wow that's decent so Henri seventeen goals, Perez twelve. Wow. Bloody hell! Actually, <laughs> York and uh, York and Cole don't even make this list. Uh, number one. Oh, this is interesting. Okay, I'll I'll give you the season and let me. I'll give you a, uh, three teams and then you can figure out who the the partnership was. So, two thousand nine, two thousand ten season. Um. I'll give you A. So A is Man United. B, we've got Liverpool. And C, Chelsea. Is it Anelka Drogba? Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> no, because I remember that season, Anelka and Drogba were oh, both on wow. <laughs> do, do you know how many goals they scored? So they scored 36 goals between them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Drogba was banging him in for fun and Anelka was just running <laughs> running around like crazy. No, no, that sounds about right. Uh, mind you, I, I got this list from uh, Talk Sport. So, I mean, it's probably full of shit. Anyway, yeah, so. Adrian, Durham, Adrian Durham, chat shit, get banged. My mate had him on toast on Twitter. It was hilarious because Adrian Durham was talking. Oh, really? oh, he's talking nonsense as always. And my mate just absolutely shut him up. I can't stand Talk Sport. I can't stand Adrian Durham. He's an idiot. Absolute idiot. What's he? United, isn't he? No, he's Peterborough, he reckons. He reckons he supports Peterborough. Peterborough. So, um... Whatever. Oh, what's the one I'm thinking of? Um, what's his name? Goldstein? Uh, something? Gold? Um, Gold something? He's a knob. Yeah, they're all idiots, aren't they? <laughs> they're ne- we're never getting them on here, mate. No. Don't you worry. No, no I don't think so. <laughs> You've got to be a certain someone, a certain kind of character to go on talk sport. They've got that ah, knob, mate. Jason Cundy. Oh my gosh, he that's is. It, that's it. He sports Chelsea. Chelsea. He does my nutting. He is an absolute idiot. Yeah, that's the one. I was thinking him, Jason Cundy. What a knob. Yeah. Um, <laughs> go go back to the preseason. So you um, you had the pleasure of watching United Leeds. Um, I know this year Arsenal didn't actually tour Australia. So uh, do you actually follow? 
Arsenal, like in terms of when they play preseason at all, whether it's through. Yeah, I do, I know. do, I do, Eddie. But I suppose I'm a little bit um, yeah. old school in the sense that I actually quite like um, just having an off season. So yeah, I followed the results and everything. So we did really well out in America, yeah. um, playing against the likes of like Bayern Munich, um, Real Madrid, uh, etc. Um, but I, I kind of just enjoy, um, you know, just decompressing and getting away from the football. So um, for me, it's kind of when the um, you know the football season starts when the charity shield. Oh, sorry, it's, it's not called. The, it's called now community shield comes about. Um, yeah. So no, I have been following us closely in pre-season, but I don't really make anything of pre-season uh, fixtures if I'm honest with you. Because if you go off that, Arsenal's won the Emirates Cup how many times in a row, and we still can't really <laughs> do anything in the Premiership. So um, I think yeah, I think people make a bit too much out of pre-season because it's really about just giving the youngsters a run, um, and then you know players getting their match fitness. And I, I don't think you can really aggregate who's going to do what over pre-season form yeah I mean I agree with that um, like talking from a Swansea perspective we won all six games but we've played you know league two teams yeah <laughs> I know interesting you know? did you see the result yesterday uh, Atletico Madrid versus, versus Real Madrid yeah yeah 7-3 they got tonked they got absolutely tonked um, yeah but um, Costa got four goals on the red card yeah I know that's standard <laughs> isn't he Diego Costa because oh, last night we were watching the All Blacks game right on TV, and um, we we were like, you know, I think Jack brought it up. He went, he he asked um, Sam. So Sam's a Statman. Sam's a Chelsea fan somehow. Anyway, so Jack asked him the question. Okay, you know, how can you actually support or like a guy like Diego Costa? You know, even though he's in your team, you know, wearing your shirt, right? How can you actually like him as a person? Because the guy's a knob, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. You know it. Awful human being. Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's one of it's like, one of those where yeah. when you're winning and you're winning stuff, you don't mind it. But when things aren't going your way, then it's the first person who's going to get us kind of targeted, isn't they? So yeah. I mean, like, like, can you think of any Arsenal player that you generally, generally just did not like? You disliked them. Um... Uh, no, no one I dislike, but they're players who I kind of, you know, I look at them and I think, what are they doing? Because but that's not so much about I dislike them as a person. It's more about how much mo- okay. how much money they're getting paid, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get you. I get you. I get you. Can you do you mind name name dropping someone? Yeah. So <laughs> take Mesut Özil for example, right? The bloke's on oh, okay, the bloke's okay. on three hundred and fifty thousand pound a week, right? Um, and I just look at his performances at, at the club over the five years he's been here now, and I think to myself. Or six years now, actually. I think, yeah, you're you're a world class player and you are talented, but you just don't apply yourself every week, and you're not worth the money. Um, it's simple as that. I think he's the sort of player who plays when he wants, and you can't have someone who's at the club on three hundred and fifty thousand pounds a week who plays when he wants. Like I agree, mate. Um, it's funny that you mentioned Ozil. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you've seen it. Oh no. yeah, yeah. The uh, the gold is green. <laughs> the bust the bust up of gold is green, where Kalasinac is basically taken on half of the. Uh, I don't even know what you call them. The the, the Balaclava Mafia. <laughs> I'm telling you, folks. So uh, if you if so, gold is green is honestly like the quietest area in northwest London. Like it's literally like <laughs> a tiny little village around the back streets of um, of Hampstead. That was a premeditated hit on Özil. Someone is someone knows where he lives. They followed him and they've tried yeah. to mug him. That's a premeditated hit. That there's there's no doubt about that. They've targeted him on purpose there. So he's upset someone 
Um, I don't know who, what, where, how, why, but that's that's yeah, that's awful, really, isn't it? <laughs> but Kalasinach, man, the guy's hench, isn't it? The guy is hench. He has literally. Do you know what's funny? He's jumped out of the car, yeah. He started raining punches on these guys, and Ozil just driven off, isn't it? He's just driven off. He's, he's left him by and ran straight in the in the in the restaurant. He just left his mate for dead. <laughs> mate, uh, Kalasinach, right? He's he's Bosnian, right? Yeah. So he, he's used to he's used to fighting <laughs> yeah. people throwing grenades at him. Do you know what I mean? And life's nothing to him. He just mean? went out there and he started raining rights and less collapse and actually he was just absolutely hench, mate. That guy's a beast, man. He's an absolute beast. So, what a unit, so, mate, mate, mate. Slav's now a fighter, right? He's a thug. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, I was thinking about this yesterday. So. Um, they obviously the, the robbers they don't they don't really look experienced right yeah um, I'm, I'm I'm just judging on what I saw on the on the footage so I'm guessing this is their first job now right as a first job if you want to get into crime kids pick an easy target you know go into your corner <laughs> corner shop you know what I mean yeah that's Rob it. Ahmed you know um, Rob Rob Ahmed behind the behind the counter. Um, <laughs> But no, these guys thought, you know what? We're gonna go, gonna go big. Let's just rob a Premier League footballer. <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, who comes up with an idea? Oh, do you know what? Let's just mug um, <laughs> some Premier League footballers. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> what were they expected to do? I, I, I'm not sure, there, mate. That's I'm, I'm, I'm. Wait, 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 wait. I know Ocean and Klasnac didn't have a good season last year. What did they do? Hold them for ransom. Do you mean? Uh, uh, no, no. Arsenal, Arsenal are not going to pay them, you know, to release them. But no, no other club is going to pay for their <laughs> services. So, do you mean? <laughs> it's like ISIS holding the bloody chicken for a hostage. I know, you know I, mean? I know. It's one of those you look Wait, at. You, mean? <laughs> you can take them. <laughs> do you mean? <laughs> I'm thinking, mate. I'm thinking these uh, robbers, they're Arsenal fans. They, you know what? That's what I was thinking. I was thinking it's like the um, the German or the Turkish branch of the Arsenal supporters club or whatever it is. They're not happy, and they've come out and said, "Right, boys, you just yeah." It's a, I know you look at that and you think, Mer- yeah, yeah, crazy. His name uh, Merkel, Mer- Merkel from from Germany, the president of Germany. Um, she put the hit out hit out on um, Osel. Oh no, and they, they failed. Yeah, it's, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's it's. it's <laughs> Crazy, absolute crazy. Oh, what? What? Why I mentioned Merkel? Let's talk a little bit about politics. So you've seen, um, we've got a new uh, prime minister. I mean, do we? Do you? Because we're both British. We've right? got. Do, do you often, do, Boris Johnson, did, and we've got <laughs> Boris Johnson, and we've got Boris Johnson. Oh my days, Boris for England, <laughs> Boris for England. <laughs> oh my days! I was just going to tell you, mate. Do you like when you refer to our prime minister? Do you often think about you know um, Great Britain? That you know that is your prime minister, or do you you know you know what I mean when people talk to you about your prime minister? I, I always say Great Britain. You know, what I mean, uh, we've got a pre- prime minister in New Zealand. You know, good, doing a good job. Um, turns out our prime minister is probably the most popular, the most popular you know um, political figure in Australia. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it's weird. It's weird one, uh, Boris. So, um, 
it's, yeah, it's, he's, he's a, he's a, it is tricky. I mm. think it's one of those where obviously you know they've um, you know they voted to to do it with Brexit to, to leave the European Union, and Boris was one of the lead campaigners for it. Um, Theresa's not been able to get a deal done, and you know. Uh, all Jeremy Corbyn was interested in is getting to the polls in the general election. He doesn't want to go out of the European Union. So I think invariably the job's fallen to Boris by default. Um, so, yeah, see what he can do. Hopefully he can sort it out and deliver a you know, quick uh, and hopefully uh, you know, sensible exit from the European Union. Um, <laughs> it's funny when um, he got announced and... They, they showed, like, different memes or, you know, I mean, his different, you know, um, appearances in the public over the years. And oh, they always show, like, him, him rugby, you know, running into this kid, this little Japanese kid, you know? Yeah, Do you see yeah, that one? yeah, I know, I saw that. <laughs> when, he, when he bowls, he does a John Alamu on this kid who's, like, probably six years old in Japan, bowls him over. He doesn't score the try, though, unfortunately, but, you know... <laughs> and then um, him getting, um, I think he's parasailing or something, like holding the English, uh, the, the you know the UK flag. Yeah, he's um, he's got so, he's he's a bit you know he's one of those who's definitely gaff prone, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but do you do you remember this? Uh, I think it was soccer aid or something. Yeah, when he tried to England do the slide versus, tackle. England, yeah, England versus Germany, I think it was. And didn't he rugby tackle someone? Oh, I can't remember. He's just a, he's a bit, oh, he's look, a bit of a clown. He's a bit YouTube. of a clown, isn't he? He he fully rugby tackled, so I'm not sure it was. Um, <laughs> but look up on YouTube; it's brilliant. Um, who, who do you think he supports then, in terms of football? I don't know. He's a bit boofy, buffoonish, isn't he? I don't know. He's <laughs> that's a really that's a really interesting question. Who does Boris Johnson support in football? Because uh, Corbyn's an Arsenal fan, right? Yeah, unfortunately, yes. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> um, no um, and then uh, Prince William, he's an Aston Villa fan. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Apparently, the Queen supports um, Arsenal, right? does, yeah. It does. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm Can she not... Sure. Can she not... Can, could she not get rid of uh, Cronky for you? I know. She should extradite him and uh, freeze his bank account so he's forced <laughs> to uh, sell the club. <laughs> While we're on the topic, who is your most famous supporter out there? I mean, besides the Queen, For, who's Arsenal's most famous like supporter, celebrity-wise? Uh, there's a lot of people who are Arsenal fans, if I'm honest with you. Um, so Mick Jagger is an Arsenal fan. Oh, yeah. Um, but in terms of big celebrity, uh, Idris Elba is an Arsenal fan. Is he really? I thought he'd be Spurs. No, nah, Idris Elba's a big Arsenal fan, so he appeared in the um, the new kit launch for Adidas. Oh, that's right. That is right, mate. That's um, right. The future James Bond, there, yeah. guys. John, Ly- James Bond, John, Ly- John, John Lydon, Sex Pistols. He's a mad Arsenal fan. He's uh, old school because he grew up in Finsbury Park, just a stone's throw from the ground. So he's a big, big Arsenal fan as well. Yeah. Um, Oh. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of lot of famous Arsenal fans, obviously, because yeah, it's quite been quite a successful club and, and based in London. So yeah, and it's, it's, the Queen obviously usually gets number one because um, of her. Obviously, <laughs> everyone knows who the Queen is. <laughs> I think Swansea's one is probably um, probably H from Steps. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, people people will say, oh, Catherine Zeta-Jones and Anthony Hopkins, but we all know that Catherine's never been down the Vetchfield, do you know what I mean? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. 
Yeah. Oh, mate. Um, bit embarrassing. Um, let's talk about... Our- yeah, I know, mate. Um, let's talk about Arsenal. So you, obviously, um, they've been playing in America. I have to say, the fixtures they've had are awesome yeah, on paper. Yeah, really good fixtures. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, really good fixtures. Uh, you know, what, you had Bayern Munich, you had um, Real Madrid. Yeah. you got Barcelona, I think, yep. coming yep, up. Yeah, coming up. Um, and then, obviously, we played um, the Colorado Rapids. And we played... Oh, the, mate, Colorado Rapids. Yeah, and we played the team, um, the team in Denver's, uh, De- uh, Denver, um, Cronky's team there. Um can't remember Denver. I can't remember their name. It'll come back to me. Yeah. So we definitely. Yeah. What did, what, did he play? Did he play the LA Rams? No, I don't think we played the LA Rams. <laughs> Isn't that Cronky's number one team? Yeah, yeah. I think it is. I think it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we played Fiorentina. I, I we I... played Fiorentina as well. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're um. They're with Arsenal, so um. Any new kids that you know caught your eye, or new players that that played well? I mean, have you actually signed anyone? We have, we have. We've actually. We, it's uncharacteristic of Arsenal. We've, we're kind of getting things moving. So we've got. Um, so uh, Martinelli, who we bought in, he's come in from. Oh, that's uh, right. It in Brazil, uh, six million pound. He looks alright. That Danny Celibus, who's come in from Real Madrid, looks a good sign, and he's obviously a Spanish international. Um, got caps for them so yeah that's 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 not a bad signing as well do some weird signings as well like we bought this uh, Salaba kid in from St Etienne who looks like he's a monster big 6 foot 4 yeah. centre back kind of guy we need and we've loaned him back to St Etienne and that's just that's a weird one that that's just uh, I, I, I kind of scratching my head considering we've got a captain in Koscielny who decided he didn't want to tour um, <laughs> yeah, and we just yeah. bought centre half and sent him on loan. Um, no, but in terms of kids who's, who've impressed in the pre-season, I think uh, obviously uh, you know the, the youngsters have looked good. So uh, Joe Willock, um, Reese Nelson, you know the guys who come through the academy, they they looked good. Um, I'd hope to see them get some game time um, this season because I think what Arsenal need to stop doing, um, no disrespect, is just going and spending silly money on. On, on players who don't really want to be at the club and are just playing for for a paycheck. I'd rather us give the young kids a chance. Do you know what I mean? Bring some young kids through. Yeah, yeah. Who've got a bit of passion for the club. A, a, a player I like is um, oh, what's his name? Eddie Nketiah. Oh, Nketiah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Young Eddie, young Eddie Nketiah. He's got a big future ahead of him. Again, he's still young. I think the thing about football these days is you got to remember a lot of these young kids aren't really getting 50, 60, 70, 80 games under their belt until they, you know, like. 21-22 gone are the days where you'd have a kid who'd come into the first team or you know go on at, go out on loan at 17-18 doesn't really happen as much anymore if you look at a lot of the kids now it's not till they hit kind of 21-22 they're really starting to sort of make steps yeah, I mean well in England anyway um it's a it's a bad trend, I think. Oh, um, I think it's awful. Like, yeah, I think the worst thing they ever did in England is where um, you know that the the the, uh, what, the homegrown uh, rule or whatever it is seems to have failed because what a lot of the teams do now, and I mean you only have to look at the likes of your Aston Villas and Sunderland's. The reason they got relegated was they didn't really have a homegrown core, and as soon as the result stops going their way, a lot of their players wanted to leave. Um, so I think it's unfortunate. Uh, it really is unfortunate because it, a it means a lot of the youngsters, uh, you know, wherever they're from, you know, England, uh, Wales, uh, you know, Scotland, whatever, aren't getting the opportunities coming through the ranks. And then b a lot of the players who are coming in are just mercenaries. It's it's awful. I mean, yeah. I mean, the only 
the only way for these guys to get out of that situation is by going either on loan to a foreign country or leaving that club. Yeah, that's right. Um, if you look, I mean, look look at um, Sancho for um. I for mean, Dortmund. exactly, exactly. And we had uh, we had young Reese Nelson last year who went to Hoffenheim, did the same thing, and he he was brilliant. Um, had a great season over there. So uh, you know, it's. You're right. I think it's difficult. And you know what? You look at Spain. So in Spain, they cap the number of foreign players you can have as well. And I mean, you look at the, the quality they seem to be bringing through as well. So, um, yeah, I'm not not entirely happy with the situation of English football like that. And just the lack of opportunities which seem to be given to, to homegrown players. It's um, it's really, really disappointing. Yeah, I've, I've got a keen eye on... Um the Bundesliga this season because we've got two Welsh players out there. Um, yeah, I think Welsh, rap, Welsh, rap, Welsh, yeah. Welsh players seem to have bucked the trend, haven't they? They kind of like, uh, yeah, I, I, I think fair play to them, actually. Yeah, we've got um, Rabi Matondo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a good, good Welsh name. Um, he's uh, he's in Schalke. And we've got Ethan Ampadu, another Welsh name for you. <laughs> Talking about Welsh names, I'm, I'm actually off to see Catfish and the Bottleman tonight. I'm not sure if you're a fan. So, that, oh, are you? Yeah, yeah. So, hey, oh wow, they're on FIFA. Yeah, do you like their music? Um, I actually do. I've got, I've got like two of their songs which feature in FIFA. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so they're playing in Perth tonight, so I'm going to their gig. So I like, oh wow, I love their music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I think those boys are from up northwest Wales ways. Uh, yeah, uh, you're right, mate. They're in, uh, real. Yeah. Lelandu, somewhere um, like that. Uh, some of them are. I think. Uh, I think it's uh, Rill. Oh yeah, um, yes, yeah. That's... But it's 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 interesting because Rill's like another. Uh, it's a seaside town, right? Which every you know, northerner in England comes to and say. <laughs> so they've got all the. Jimmy, you know I mean? so you got like places like Prostatin, Rill, um, uh, Conwy. Yep. Um, places like that. Cadidno. So um, yeah. With this, these guys actually, I think some of them are, they're born in Wales, but they don't identify themselves as Welsh, if you get me. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. But we, 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 we claim them anyway. I mean, uh, I actually, yeah, I, I do like their music. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. That's really cool. What, what time is that then? Uh, I think it's uh, nine o'clock tonight they're on. So, yeah, still still a while to go. So, no, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, so what, what time is it right there now? Uh, it's only 2.30 at the moment, so not until oh, till, till much later. So, no, no I'm looking forward to it. It's good. Looking forward to, to, to getting down there, and yeah, I think they've got some great music, so I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so no, it's, oh, that's awesome. well, I'd say they're one of the best, uh, best kind of alternative rock bands around at the moment, so no, I'm, I'm I can't, oh, really? I can't wait, yeah. Hey, I'm actually interested now. Um, so what type of music do you listen to then? Oh, I'm, I, I, I sort of have a weird mishmash of music which I'm into, so I like everything, so um, you know, very much so. I'd probably say I've got four playlists. Uh, so the the first playlist is kind of like your alternative, like indie rock, uh, mainly you kind of British brands. Um, so kind of like your Oasis, uh, The Verve, like your Catfish and the Bottleman, Wombats, Kasabian, oh, yeah. um, that kind of stuff. I'm also kind of like, you know, people like The Killers as well. Um, that's, you know, really, really good stuff, like in the kind of indie rock scene. Um, I then am a big fan of my grime music, so staying true to my my, <laughs> my London roots. So you know your Dizzy Rascals, your Stormzy's, uh, Skepta, um, you know yeah. AJ Tracy, uh, Retch Free Two, Dave. Um, so yeah, that's all right. I don't mind, don't mind my kind of like DJ house music as well. So you know a bit of like your Calvin Harris, Avicii, um, you know all those kind of people. So so I kind of yeah, I'm, I'm into everything really. The only thing I don't like is heavy metal. Bloody awful. 
<laughs> I came across a good video the other day. Um, heavy metal, but it was like Mongolian heavy metal. Jesus. So like, if you hear, if you hear, you hear Mongolians how they chant. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, from, yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Deep, deep in that diaphragm, it's it's, it's like a really. I, I find it quite beautiful, actually, like, the sound that they make. Yeah. But um, but mixing that with heavy metal, oh, it's uh, actually, mate, it might change your mind what you think about it because it's quite technical. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to give it a it, listen. Yeah, um, I, <laughs> I tagged a few people yesterday, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll find a video for you again. I'll tag you in that. But um, yeah, well, going back to the skeptic thing, right? So, um, what do you think about him headlining? I think it was the Friday night slot. Am I right? Of um, Glastonbury. No, I think that it was might Storm, be Stormzy. I think Stor- 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 oh, sorry. Sorry, Stormzy. Storm- <laughs> yeah, Stormzy headline Glastonbury. Oh, shit, shit mate. They, 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 um, I, they don't all look the same, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, Stor- so Stormzy. <laughs> Storm- Stormzy, Stormzy. Stormzy, yeah, he headlined Glastonbury. No, 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 you're right, Sam. You're right. No, it was good. I, I, thought, it was fan- I thought it was fantastic to recognise, obviously, uh, you know, grime music and um, just the growth and the popularity of that. Uh, so, no, it was, it was brilliant to see him up there. I think he's done. Done, done wonders for himself. Um, yeah, no, I love it. Great. <laughs> you know what, mate? I um, <laughs> so I actually went back right and watched um the highlights of iPlayer right of <laughs> that session, and I was like, you know, sifting through his like set list, right? And I was waiting for shutdown. <laughs> <laughs> you are no, you're an no. idiot. You're an absolute idiot. <laughs> I'm an idiot, not a racist, all right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, thanks for clearing that up for me, because I was thinking, why would he not sing this song? Please, <laughs> his top song. To me. Oh, dear. No, just my... no it's all right. Maybe, maybe next year, Skepta might headline, so it's all right. You're, just a... You're a year too early. year too early. Oh, mate. <laughs> What's your thoughts on the Gareth Bale thing? Are you, you happy with the fact that Bale yeah, oh. bails off to China? Oh, God. Okay. Um, where do we start, mate? Um, there's different episodes to this. Now, like, you put it into different, like, parts, right? So, part one, you, this could go back all the way to, like, two seasons ago, right? You know, when they won the Champions League against Liverpool? Yeah. Now, I think... Uh, Zidane was never a big fan of him. Yeah. From the get-go. And he wouldn't play him. Would would not play him. Mm. And for some reason, towards the end of that season, he was getting some game time. Yeah. And then, if you look back at the Champions League final against Liverpool, he didn't even start. Yeah. Came off the bench. Scored two, you know, goals. You know, I mean, albeit, uh, you know, bad, <laughs> bad uh, keeping from Karius. But anyway, he scored the two goals. And... Um, Oh, that one of them is actually a, a, a class finish. Um, yeah, the, the bicycle kick. Um, anyway, so there was debate there whether he'd, you know, would he stay or would he go? Now, I think he's been linked with United for every season since he's been at Madrid. But it's like part two is probably last season where they're just, you know, they were at a dog shit when they were in Madrid. Yeah, um, look, I think to be honest with you, Gareth Bale's biggest <laughs> mistake is he left England... And he probably never left the door open for himself um, in the sense that he's priced himself out of the market. Because if you look at what the bloke's wanting in terms of wages, it's a bit extortionate. Yeah. Um, so I think he's ha- he's he did the right thing. He left England and he's had more success than any other British player has in the Champions League. Um, yeah. 
in a long, long time. He's won like what four Champions Leagues or something, three, four Champions Leagues. Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest mistake. Yeah, he's won four. Yeah, the biggest mistake he made is um, he probably should have come back to the UK a little bit earlier than what he's tried to do, and it's too late now because he's thirty years old. Um, and no one really wants to pay him three hundred and fifty, four hundred thousand pound a week. Um, it's which is understandable because, you know, he's 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 probably you know I'm not going to say his best days are behind him. He's probably still got a good two three years of of good footy, um, but he's left it too late to get the transfer back because no one wants to pay big money for a thirty year old, do they? No, I mean, like going back to what I was saying, like so, like episode two. He, Zidane, um, obviously left. You know, it was a weird decision to leave, but he did because he probably saw an age in Real Madrid team. Mm. And turns out he was right. You know, Ronaldo left, and you got you know players that, that just weren't good enough. And without Ronaldo, like he, you know, you don't leave a massive gap to fill. You know, you could say United have been struggling to fill that gap since he's left. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. But you know, um, so you know, Bell had a, you know, he's been. He, he he is injury prone. That's the thing, and that that pretty much his season was you know non-existent last season. Mm. And then you know Cezanne comes back in, and then you think you just you, you know you just think that Bale would would have left earlier in this transfer window. Yeah. So it comes to like we're in episode three right now. So he 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 goes with the team to um to America, which is a, a big statement because you know if you're um. The Arsenal captain, you know, he stays in London, right? That's right. Well, France, that's or whatever. right. So, um, to, to even get on the plane to go to America would show that he wants to play mm. and stay at the club. Um, he didn't play the first game against. I don't know who they played first, the first game, but he didn't play. He was on the bench. Oh no! Apparently, Zidane said that Bale didn't want to play. Right. Um, I don't know okay. who it was. Yeah. But the, but then the second game. Um, when the, you know these rumors you know intensifies, so, you know who's like who's linked to buy him, you know, United and some Chinese club, he plays... Well, Bell didn't actually start against Arsenal, did he? No, he didn't. He came off the... Um, didn't he come off the bench, I think? He come, come, off, come off the bench and scored, right? Yeah. And he, I think he cleared one off the line or something. Mm. Then he missed the penalty, right? But in the, in the shootout. But Real Madrid still won. But all the headlights, headlines would say that Bale missed the penalty. Mm. No one mentions that he scored a goal and saved a goal. Yeah, yeah, I think, to be honest with you, though, the Spanish press have kind of always had it out for him just because they, they never really took to him, did they? Um, for whether that's right or wrong. I think he's just never had a... He's not had a great run in terms of, um, you know, the publicity over there. Um, although he's, his, his record for them is brilliant. You look at what he's won and you think to yourself, bloody hell, I mean... You know they've they've been very successful with him in the team, especially in the in in Europe. Um, obviously, winning four four Champions Leagues, which is incredible. So, I've got this. Um, oh, I've got this photo here. If you can hear me, can you hear me? Yeah, I, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah. I can you hear me. Sorry. So I've got this photo here. So it shows uh, a comparison to what Bale's achieved compared to Zidane's yeah. achievements with Real Madrid. So. We'll go through Zidane's first because he's a guy talking all this shit. So he played 227 games for Madrid. So 227, 49 goals, 66 assists, and six trophies. Now, I think the trophies are probably maybe one league and two Champions Leagues, I think, and the rest were like Spanish caps, right? Sure. Whereas Gareth Bale, 231 games, 102 goals, 
65 assists and 13 trophies. Sure. In that 13 trophies, 13 trophies, we've got four Champions Leagues, one uh, La Liga, three um, you know Club World Cup, and the rest are Spanish Cups, right? Yeah. So, in the short time that Bell's had with Zidane, oh, with Real Madrid, he's achieved probably twice as much as what Zidane did. Mm. And I know, I know, I know the different players, uh, positions as well, different eras. But if you look back to the Galactico uh, team that had, you know, Beckham, Zidane, Raúl, um, oh, Roberto Carlos, Ronaldo, Casillas, Luis Figo. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you look at that, they didn't win much. I, th- I think they might have won a, 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 league, a La Liga. They never won the Champions League with that team. Not with Beckham anyway. Oh, they had uh, the likes of uh, Michael Owen and um, what's the guy from... Um, oh, Jonathan Woodgate. Mm. They had- <laughs> so, if you look at... If you compare the two players, what they've brought to that club, you know, if there was any other, you know, any other nationality, whether it was Spanish or whatever, they would, they would you know... Revere him, Jimmy. Yeah, I think he's just an but, easy. But, he's just an easy target, though, isn't he, Edzy? It's one of those where, like I said, I don't agree with it, but I think he's not had the rub of the green over there, um, which has been unfortunate. So, yeah, I just I think he's got to move on, and I think to be honest with you, he would leaves with his head held high. Um, you know, he's he's won it all there. Um, so yeah, if I was him, I would not be losing any sleep at night. I think the biggest problem is though is he's too good and too young to go to China. He needs to get back yeah. to the UK or whether it's another top club in Europe. I'll, I'll get to that part now, but from what I've heard, the biggest issue that Real Madrid fans have had with Bale is because he doesn't speak doesn't speak Spanish, right? Now, I'm not sure if that's a good enough excuse to hate on a player because they've they've got no reason to hate him. He's won all these trophies for him. He's the one that's actually scored some key goals. When if you look back to his first and second third seasons, he scored some goals in, in the finals that helped them win these, these trophies, right? Now, telling me that. They actually care if he speaks Spanish or not. Like we don't know. Yeah, yeah, um, I know. It's, it's silly, isn't what, it? What, what, what he does, you know. There, there's always rumours saying that he doesn't talk to anyone in the changing room. He, you know, he plays golf and stuff. I mean, like, I mean, each to their own, really. Um, it's a narrow, it's you know, a narrow way of thinking when you look at it like that. Yeah, very narrow way of thinking. Yeah. Because uh, the Spanish, right? I, I think it's a culture thing. They, they. They have their dinner late, right? They go out late. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, look, do you know um, what? I, with, I, I don't even yeah. think you need to stick up for him, to be fair. I don't even think... It, anyone who's got any common sense knows it's ridiculous how they're trying to run him out of Real Madrid. Um, but but it's, I, I think, to be honest with you, that football club is, is finished. So, um, you know, I think... He, no, I think so as well. I, I think he's getting out at the right time, as silly as that sounds, because... Um, yeah, I think I think the people well, people have an issue with, like, we'll, we'll go over the wages and stuff, but I think... <sighs> The fact that he's going to China, that is just, you know, people think it's a money grab. That, you know, and you know what? Each to their own. But who would who would turn down a million pounds per week? No, no, I'm not, I'm not, no, no, but I'm, who, who I, I'm not, no, I'm not saying it's, it's, it's a bad move for him per se, because understandably, if someone offers you that money, you're most likely going to take it. But what I'm saying mm. for him is it's a waste because if you look at his record, he's done it in Spain. Yes, fantastic. But in my opinion, if he really wants to elevate himself to that next echelon, so I'm not talking about world-class players, I'm talking about players which go down as, you know, some of the best to have yeah. played the game. Just imagine if he went back to the Premier League, and this is just purely hypothetical, went back to Tottenham yeah. and won two league titles with Tottenham. 
Yeah, yeah, it's to, true. No disrespect to the geezer, but they, that means a lot more than going to China and making a million bucks a week or whatever it is. I mean, he's going to make money. Yeah. He's going to make money wherever he goes. But the question is, um, what does he want to achieve in football? Not about how much money he's going to have behind him. I think. I think for me, he, he sort of lo- he's lost a, a, like a purpose. If you get me, so you look back at 2016. His purpose was to get Wales into the Euros, right? Yeah, sure, sure. And he 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 wanted to win more Champions League, which he did. He did that. Uh, we didn't qualify for the last World Cup, and I think that really that really got to him that one because he he seen himself like you know he's only got a few 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 seasons left, right? Um, you know, <laughs> with Ryan Giggs, we're not going to qualify for the next World Cup either. But still, he, he's probably he's lost his purpose there, and I've seen it in his Welsh performances. The times that I've seen him, bar China when he broke the the Welsh record, he just doesn't look happy. Yeah, now, but that's understandable though because it's you yeah. know, but international football's kind of out of your control. You're reliant on the players around you, and I mean, no disrespect to Wales, but with the exception of kind of mm. Aaron Ramsey, you've just not really got the, uh, the, the 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 proven quality there in the domestic league. So, and and that's fine. That's not that's not an issue. I mean, but Gareth Bale can't control who Wales have got available for selection. That's kind of out of his control. But what what he can control, yeah, but, yeah. what he can control is where he plays domestically. Um, and I think it's understandable if he goes to China and he, he takes the money. But what I would say is he's 30 years of age. Can't he do another three years playing somewhere else and then go to China for the last two, three years of his career if he really wanted to? I, I, I don't think, mate. I think um, talking to like you know the hardcore Wales away, uh, I think this was back in like, Ireland because he missed that game, right, for injury. Yeah. And I, I think in Spain as well. So... I'm I'm convinced that he hasn't got long left in the game. Right, so you think he's gonna um, call? Cool he, he retire earlier? Yeah, I, I, I think so, mate. Because he he's not been looked after at Madrid. There was something wrong from the start there, where he was on fire at Spurs. Very rare that he'd be off, you know, through injury. But moving over there. I'm not. It's sort of the same issue that Arsenal had in the past. Mm. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's sort of gone now. Where it must come down to the training, or you know what I mean? Yeah, players just getting um, lots of injuries. Yeah, sure. No, no, that's understandable. Yeah, do you mean? Do you mean? I, so that I think moving to Spain's. You know, of course, he's won all these things, right? But that sort of ruined him as a player. I think there was something wrong there. I think do you that, know what the problem is with Spain. Like, um, and, mm. and and this is just my point of view is because there's so much competition for places, you kind of have to play when you're eighty percent fit, seventy five percent fit to keep yourself in the team, don't you? Otherwise, yeah. If you don't, then you've got you know whether it's Isco, whether it's Jesse, whether whoever it was, um, you know, over the time he's been at Real Madrid, who are then going to play instead of him. So what that means you're going to do subconsciously because footballers obviously want to play and want to play in the starting eleven is you're going to keep pushing yourself aren't you and then you'll break down so I think you're not wrong there it is the case of you need to have those good managers who back you as a player and aren't going to try and say no we expect you to play through the injury barrier even if you are going to do some serious damage yeah I agree Matt I think like, going back to what you said about being the most successful like British player of all time in foreign lands like he's done it like I mean you look at well I think no, but, like but, Beckham, no but forget that yeah. I think he's probably the most successful British player in the Champions League isn't he just for, not not just a, uh, uh, yeah I think yeah probably yeah I mean, probably is there any other, maybe some of the back in the day the great Liverpool teams um, in the 70s and 80s nah, but I don't know if anyone nah, he would yeah I don't know if anyone won four they would have been people which won three three Champions Leagues but I'm not sure about four Champions Leagues no nah, no you're right I think he would have been four um, 
like if you look at like Lineker and I'm trying to think uh, Lineker Beckham I mean Steve uh, Lineker's a fraud scouser. mate don't mention Lineker he's a fraud <laughs> he speaks perfect Spanish though so he gets away with it <laughs> um, what's his name Steve McManaman from um yeah, from, yeah uh, I think he won, he won two or three. I think he won two or three. He won, he, he won the two with Real Madrid yeah. and that Galactico team, he, right? He didn't, win, um, he didn't win four. Didn't win four. Nah, didn't win four. I mean, what's, what's your thoughts on this, mate? Like, when you rate a player, or you, do you look at how many trophies they've won? Or do you think... Or do you rate them on the impact they've had on that club? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, look at for Henri. sure. Henri's a god, right? Yeah, or Steven Gerrard. Steven Gerrard's I mean, probably a good example. Yeah. I think... It, oh, yeah, true, true. It's a combination of things, isn't it? But I think how in the modern game, because the modern game's changed, hasn't it? How many yeah. uh, how many world class players stay at the club they're at if they're not winning trophies? Back in the day, yeah, back in the day, you might have someone like a Gerard who plays pretty much his entire career at Liverpool, or someone like uh, Totti or De Rossi, which spends all their time at. At Roma, or um, you know, the guys that well, Matt, that's probably not a good example because they were successful at Man United. But I'm I'm just trying to think in the modern game of any players who are world class players but are playing in an unsuccessful team and which stay in that team because most of the players now they move on. Yeah, that's and true. I feel like the talent is so concentrated across, like you know, in England it's the top you know, top five, six clubs or, you know, whatever it is. And then in Spain, it's the top two clubs. It's really, it's quite difficult because with the money in football now, players have just moved to other clubs, whereas it used to be harder to do that back in the day. I think, um, I found a player for you. If he stays there the rest of his career, I would say Harry Kane. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's a good example to use. But he's still young. I mean, he's like what twenty four, twenty five. I mean, yeah. there's yeah. there's still a lot of uh, water under the bridge there. And and whether Harry Kane stays at Tottenham for the rest of his career, I mean, that's that's to be seen, isn't it? Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that is a, that's a good example. But I, yeah, if if he doesn't, yeah, again, if, if oh, yeah, or you could say Marcus Rashford. Yeah, if he stays there. But he's at Manchester United, and I think he'll, by default, being at Man United, they'll probably win. Well, actually, no, he's already won. Was he part of the team which won the Europa League and the FA Cup? Yeah, he was. Yeah, so he's already got a couple of trophies under his belt, albeit not necessarily the bigger trophies, <laughs> but you know what I mean? <laughs> nah, just the tin pot ones. Um, yeah, okay. Oh, good, like, to finish off with the bail thing, so... Apart me, you know, I'm. I I actually see it as a positive that he's gone from Madrid. He's left there, but on the flip side, he's in China, he's getting paid, you know, <laughs> a ridiculous amount of money just to kick a ball for a week. Good on him. Now, Good on him. You know what? I don't begrudge any professional footballer the money. I don't know. So don't listen to what I'm saying. I don't begrudge them the money. But what I'm saying is, you, the performance which is expected of you when you're getting that money, you have to be awesome, don't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, he'll probably score 20, 30 goals per season there. Yeah, like, um, I'm not one of those football fans. You know how you get the old school fans who are like, oh, you know, players shouldn't be earning that kind of money, rah, rah, rah. I'm not I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is it's one where you think, well, especially in England, what the fans are expected to pay to get through return stalls at a lot of these grounds, you kind of expect the players to turn up. You know, Arsenal... For- yeah, like... For- 
yeah. Arsenal, it's what, about £950 for the cheapest season ticket, you'd expect that the players who are on the big money would, would, would turn up. The same at your Man United, where you're paying big money to get in, your Liverpools, Chelsea, etc., etc. You're paying big bucks to get in the ground. So because the players are earning big money, you expect them to deliver week in, week out. And I, in my experience, it's just not always the case in the Premier League now. No, oh, I agree, mate. I agree. Um, I mean, it's not. I, I, I don't blame the player, you know, for someone offering the money to pay for his services. I, I don't blame that. But the issue I have with him moving to China is that he's playing at a lower level, you know, the lower standard of football. Mm. Now, I'm happy for him to play and come back to the UK. I don't care if he's going to Scotland, the Championship. I, I'm not even bothered if he didn't play Premier League football. I want him to be close to home sure sure because <laughs> if the whole spanish thing was an issue for him then surely he'd be going back to wales right but that's what now, that's... i'm not saying i'm not saying I'm not, I'm not saying cardiff would be able to afford him but if he wants to be at home then why don't you just play in the uk mm. um i i don't he doesn't have to prove to anyone how good he is he's done it but in terms of the welsh perspective in terms of the national team i want him to be closer to the uk as possible because you know, flying from China to Wales is going to be a bit of a logistical nightmare, right? Yeah. Uh, whether he flies first class or not, he still has to fly the, on the plane. That's a good and that's, 14 that's the issue hours, I have. 14, 15, 16 hours, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you might as well fly me over. Um, do you mean? Uh, it's, that's the issue I have. I think I've got an issue with the standard of play, the reasoning why he wants to go to China... Um, and that, I don't think many people can f- sort of forgive him over that. Now, I, I think people felt sorry for him this time last week, for sure, because Zidane was trying to kick him out the door. But now he's going to China. I think I've that won't sit well with people because it won't sit well that he's playing at a lower standard to what he should be playing. And also he's getting paid ridiculous amount of money. That's my issue with it. Like I'm happy for him to play in the UK or, you know, he had offers to buy Munich... PSG, like they're still quality leagues, you know. Yeah. But does he really need the money? Does he really need the money? And that's like, what, I, how that's, much money that's do you what need? I'm saying. I mean, like he could probably, if he mm. said to the clubs in the UK, "Look, I'll take hundred and fifty thousand pound a week," he'd probably walk into any of the clubs in England. If I'm honest with you, but because he wants top, he would because he wants top quid. Um, it's kind of difficult, isn't it? Well, I mean, if you want to take a pay cut, get rid of your agent because he's probably the one taking ten percent anyway, mm. right? So get get rid of him. I mean, what is he spending his money on? But that's what that's what I'm saying. If he needs a million, I think the problem with a lot of the modern footballers though is that these agents have spun their heads. So it's all about the money now, isn't it? So it's just yeah, it's it's so disappointing, and it makes it like I said, it's the game is so. It's, it's, it makes you disillusioned with football, doesn't it? When you think to yourself, you know, are these players playing for the love of it or are they really working out who the highest suitors are? And try, yeah. um, Because, like you said, they're going to get good money anyway. It's, whether you're playing at Manchester United for £150,000 a week or in some Chinese club for £500,000 a week, it's kind of, irre- yeah. it's kind of irrelevant because at that point you say to yourself, well, money is not really a, you know, whether I get 150 or 500, it's, I'm still earning well more than, you know, the average punter who I grew up with down in Cardiff. Yeah. And I think this is the thing that baffles me the most, right? Is that he seems like a level headed guy, you know, <laughs> yes. he invite he, he invites like his, he's still good mates with his friends from, um, from Whitchurch high. Right. So, they, he's sort of got an entourage who he flies out to Spain, right? Hangs out with them, play golf and stuff. And he seems like a, a genuinely 
level-headed guy. So I never thought he'd be like this where he's driven by money. Now, I'm just I'm just thinking it's the agent for me. It must be the agent because everything that he's done to this point in his career has been quite good. You know yeah. what I mean? Like in terms of his I decision think maybe making. The agent, you know I, mean? I think the agent spun his head and said, you've only got two, three, four years left, mate. Let's try and make as much money as you can. So that might be what's come into it. Now... Let's say that we know what's going to happen in the future. Say now he actually retires from football in the next two years. Now, I understand that, you know, he would have wanted to make that much money in a short space of time. I get it. But if he's still able to play football when he's in 35, 36, he look back and think, well, you know what? I probably should have done this move later on in my career. You know, he should have. Because I know with Spurs, I think Spurs have the first um, like sale of rights mm. when it comes to an English team. So they have the first, I think it's like a 48-hour window or something, um, where they can sign Bale if he decides to go to England. Yeah. And then the rest of the suitors, suitors can come in. Um, yeah, I'm disappointed, mate. It's you know, it's, it's a weird one for me because I actually was out there in China when he, when he broke the record. So to think that he's coming back to that is uh, bizarre. <laughs> to me. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, the sales of bananas will go up the roof for him because he... he <laughs> Honestly, mate, because um, when he was over there, all the there's like this Chinese like ancient monkey or something. I don't know what it was called, but the the, the cartoon in the newspapers looked very similar to uh, Gareth Bale. Yeah. Now there's like there's some weird like Chinese like ancient monkey thing that they 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 just you know they pray to or some shit. But he looks very similar to this um, monkey. So yeah, I'm not sure if, whether this is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> influenced the the Chinese but to be fair I actually never heard of this club either I've heard of a few Chinese clubs like Guangzhou you know yeah Shanghai or, Shanghai bit, or Shanghai right those two ones I've heard of them never heard of this one mm. never heard of it I mean I'm not sure if Gareth Bale if you look back when he was five years old you, you think to himself you know what my dreams to play for Qianzhou yeah, I, I, do you know what? I feel like I, 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 again, I just I come back to the whole agents in football and I just think it's a disgrace, isn't yeah. it? Um, Ian, Wright, Ian Wright talks about it in his book, um, which I just finished recently, um, and he just says the problem with football is, is not so much the players, but they, they get these agents and the agents spin their, spin their heads. Um, and the problem is, is they, they, they get the parents involved and whatever. And he said it's especially... Um, you know, a lot of kids from Africa because they're so concerned about making the money and what they don't realise is they'll make the money anyway with football. So, um, yeah, and then also about, you forget, if you look at someone like a Steven Gerrard, he could have gone to Chelsea and won the trophies, but he's got such a yeah. strong brand now that anything associated with Liverpool Football Club, he just has to turn up and, you know, dollar dollar bills or pounds are coming flying his way. So it's, it's not just about the short term, you've also got to think long term as well. Yeah, I agree, mate. I agree. Um, you mentioned uh, Ian Wright, so this is a sort of a, a side topic. But anyway, we, were, I think it was Jack and Sam. We were like we were talking about some football football players, and the name Bradley Wright Phillips came up, right? So Bradley Wright Phillips, he's like I think he's an like all time MLS goal scorer or something like that, right? He's done really well over there. Yep. Um, now I'm certain that. He's Ian Wright's son, right? Yeah. Like, his actual biological son. Now, I think it was Jack or Sam, one of the two, they brought up saying Sean Wright Phillips is his son as well. Now, growing up, I'm pretty certain growing up that 
yes, Ian Wright's his dad, but not biological dad. Yeah, Because the age differences. Correct. You know what I mean? Correct. Am I right? Am correct. I right in saying correct. that? Correct. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm, so, uh, I think Bradley's his biological son and Sean's adopted. That's right. I, I think so. Because I was... Th- Because Sean was a good player, wasn't he? Yeah, he wasn't bad. wasn't bad. Sean was all right when he was younger. Um, I think his biggest yeah. his biggest problem was just due to the fact that he, uh, you know, just couldn't sit. Because as as a winger, he kind of fizzled out, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I mean, do you, do you remember him? At the, who did he play for? He played for City, didn't he? Yeah, and he also when he played yeah. for Chelsea as well. That's well, yeah, his. His good times were at Chelsea, and then he went. I think he went to KP, uh, QPR. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, no, I got it the wrong way around. So, sorry, I was just having a look here. So, um, his girl. So, right, Wright, girlfriend at the time. He. Yeah. So uh, he adopted her son. So that's how he got Sean. And then oh, okay. Bradley's the biological one. So I was right, but I got it the wrong way around in terms of the. Oh, so they actually are, they are brothers, then are they? Uh, they're, yeah, they're half brothers. Yeah, no, no, yeah, they're half brothers. But um, half brothers. Yeah, because I got it the wrong way around in the sense that yeah. So so Sean was a- around first because obviously his wife's had Sean with with someone else, um, and then Wright yeah. adopted Sean. So Sean then become become her son. So uh, so become his son, um, and then by, uh, Bradley's his biological son. All right, uh, <laughs> I thought I'd bring it up, babe. We needed someone to clarify that for us. Yeah. <laughs> all good mate um, I, I I do believe that you've got a concert to get ready for I do yeah do you do, you do pre-drinks pre-drinks for it do yeah you yeah or? I'll have a few lemonades yeah a few lemonades a couple of sherbets <laughs> so uh, yeah no uh, obviously nothing too crazy given it's a Sunday night 9 o'clock con- uh, 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock whatever it is but uh, yeah no a few yeah. I'll enjoy a few lemonades somewhere I, I realised like, I started the podcast talking about the, the 6-0 defeat this this afternoon, but we've not actually spoken about it. Um, I'll, I'll talk about it briefly. Uh, basically, we turned up to Valonia, uh, played in that blue kit, which we've not lost all season. We made a, a string of tra- like changes. Uh, I mean, half the team were ringings. Um, and yeah, we played and we lost six nil. <laughs> oh no! You know, but a standard week. Standard week. Do you know what? Sometimes in football, you just have a result where all you can do is just forget about it. You can't think too much into it. Yeah. Otherwise, you, you know, you wouldn't be in a good mental state, would you? And sometimes, yeah, you, you have <laughs> you have those where you get absolutely tonked, and yeah, you just have to kind of forget about it and go again next week. Yeah, it's the worst worst thing about football is when you get done like that. It's just uh, yeah, it's a right, it's a write off, isn't it? Absolute write off. Ah. Uh. Yeah, mate. I mean, it's, it's been a pleasure to talk to you for the last hour or so, and I've actually forgotten about the result, really. So, yeah, really you know what? Because... Forget about it, mate. It's, that's just part of football, isn't yeah. it? You win some, you lose some, and uh, every now and then you'll have that <laughs> result, which makes you question why you, put, <laughs> you play the game, but then next week you go and win 3-0, and then you think to yourself, oh, well, it's all worth it, isn't it? Yeah, because our, our season's um, it's sort of... Um, oh sort of like a damn squid now this season because we've sort of just you know the last two especially the last two results um the season's over we're not gonna get promoted i don't think i don't think promotion was a goal anyway i think we just take the piss at the start of the season but we look like we're gonna finish fifth i think um 
and fifth is probably where we belong, I think, yeah. right now. Uh, <laughs> honest assessment of the current play. <laughs> well, there's no league below us, so um, we can't get relegated. Oh, staying so. up. So we are staying up. <laughs> I mean, oh, I mean, I, I have thought about this, guys. Um, if we do get promotion or we, if we do win the league in the future, obviously it's not going to happen this season, but... I'm going to rent a, an open top bus to go through Queen Street. <laughs> oh, my days. Oh, my days. I mean, we might as well order one now for the, you know, the, uh, we stayed that party. Do you know what I mean? Uh-oh. We survived the drop. Dear idea. Beat the drop. Uh, speaking of beat the drop, um, Extra Trials FC shirts. Um, we are going to um, I'll create a website. I don't know how we're going to do this, but we are going to start selling our merchandise. Um, we'll start off with we'll start off with the home shirt, the red shirt that you see. Um, and speaking of the red shirt, one of the I think yeah, it's actually the first one that's actually gone out to the uh, the world. Um, Lo, you actually own your own exit trial shirt. Yeah, I do love it. Absolutely love it. Come through this week. So what we'll do is we'll get a, we'll get a photo of it up. Um, yeah, great shirts. Really like it. Um, and I think the, the best bit about it is obviously supporting the trials. Let's get this thing going global. Do you know what I mean? So um, you know, all the all the listeners, all the viewers out there, let's get behind the get behind the boys. Um, you know, get your merchandise, get your shirts, um, scarves would be wicked as well. That's the one we'll need next. Um, oh, okay, yeah, get, scarves. Get, get, okay, what? Get the scarves. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So I think yeah, no, definitely. Let's get behind the boys and and let's uh, let's really push this thing. Mate, I love that idea. Um, what colour would you suggest? I reckon a red. I reckon a red and a red and black scarf would be quite nice. Obviously, ah, okay. Yeah, red and black, and okay. just with with the trials. That's all you need on it. Do you know what I mean? The trials. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, or you could do. I mean, exit trials FC, but I like the trial. Just do the trials on it. So yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. All right. Well, Beer gear. I'll, the trials I'll, I'll are here. Sure. <laughs> 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 oh, that's sick, mate. Um, quickly on the shirt. So um. What do you like about it? What do you like about it? Um, I think for me, it's just it's the simplicity of it. I mean, a lot of the you know football shirts these days, they're all trying to do these weird and wonderful things. You would have seen the Paddy Power stuff, which is uh, going on in yeah. the UK with the big slash, uh, um, sash down the shirt. But no, it's just a classic football kit, if you know what I mean. It's got the red with the black trim. Um, it's just beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, so I think, yeah, keep it simple, which this one is, is definitely done. So, and, you know, it's a nice fit too. So, no, it's, it's, it's proper. Uh, we've got the, the New Zealand flag there. So that, that, that caused a bit of an issue with my... Um... <laughs> for my Chinese uh, production, right? So they, um, I, I sent them over, you know, the New Zealand flag, right? So New Zealand flag's obviously four stars, yeah? Southern Cross. Now, I, I, get, I get a little sample, like, um, back from China, and this girl called Lynn, so she, she sends me out back the, the photo, and the photo shows an Australian flag. Oh, no. With, with with the white stars, I was like, no, 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 you can't print that out. You can't print that out. That's the wrong flag, Jimmy. So, it, I mean, it's not too bad for you because you live in Australia. Yeah. But, I mean, for the rest of the, you know, the lucky fans or followers that are going to get these shirts, we want to make sure <laughs> that we got the New Zealand flag. So, um, I mean, we've got the New Zealand flag on your shirt, I think, right? Yeah, no, I've got the New Zealand flag on mine, yeah, definitely. No, that's good, that's good. Remind you, remind you of um, where we are and where we're from. And um, on the um, 
on the back we've changed it up we've got at the exit trials now so you know it's, you know it speaks for itself really um and i think it's a good little touch there but yeah i mean you've got the number six i think right i do yeah i've got number six my favorite number for uh you know the the legendary tony adams used to wear that for arsenal when i used to play as a <laughs> defender so yeah i'd love love the number six so yeah but those those shirts are brilliant you i'd love people to get on board and just get get those because they're they're really nice and it's good to support the Cheers, mate. Support trials what will be really what will be really good mate, is i'm not sure when you could do this but when you have time hopefully in the next week or so um get yourself uh to i don't know what they got in perth they got like, like a harbor or something Find me somewhere iconic, right? I can do that for you. I've, I, I've actually, I, I've actually, I one up you, mate. I one up you. Do you know what? I'll, I'll leave this, leave it with me, mate. Leave it with me. I'll see if I can, uh, can, can do something for you in the coming weeks. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I one up you on that. Absolutely. All right, all right. Well, when do you think this will happen? Because I want to, I want to put this on my, um, on the thumbnail for this spot <laughs> for this particular episode. Um, <laughs> if I don't. If, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll commit to doing it in the next uh, in the next fortnight. In the next fortnight. Yeah. All right. Um, hopefully this well, week. I'll do it. Hopefully this week. Hopefully this week. Okay. If it's if it's this week, that's brilliant because um, we we sort of want to update our post on Instagram every every you know few days as well. So I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait until I get this photo. Yeah. And that's when I'll release this pod. Yeah. All right. Exit trials. So, exit <laughs> trials gone global. Taking over Perth. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you you read my mind. That's yeah, what I want. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Oh dear, the Perth, the, okay, the, the Perth branch, the Perth branch of the trials. Oh, <laughs> right. All good, mate. Um, final words. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone enjoyed the pre-season, obviously, with the with the football, because the real thing's going to start soon, and that's when the tears will will be coming in, or the or the joy, depending on who you support and what way the results go. So now, everyone enjoy the enjoy what's rest of the pre-season. Obviously, hope the trials finish their season strong. Um, Auckland Football Association, get your act together. I don't know what soppy bollocks has been organising the fixtures there, but you need to sort it out. That doesn't seem right. That seems like some money-making con to try and make sure the refs have still got money coming into their back pocket. So, um, yeah, no. All I'd say is to the Auckland Football Association, you're an absolute disgrace. You need to get your act together and scrap this uh, bottom four playoff nonsense or whatever that is, because that is a load of rubbish. So, yeah, that's, that's the last thing I'll say from me. So, yeah. Sort it out, ASAP. <laughs> awesome, mate. I mean, you've said it all there, mate. You've said it all there. So, um, and the, refer- yeah, thank the you referees for need to have yep. a long, hard look at themselves as well. I've been seeing some of the decisions they've made, and that is just di- <laughs> that is diabolical. I mean, whoever's officiating that ought to be, you know, they need to have a long, hard look at themselves. And I think whoever's, um, you know, the. Um, the Referees Association out in New Zealand, they need to start doing training on Tuesday and Thursday nights so people can make sure that they're getting these decisions right because, you know, no one wants to see referees get abused or anything like that, but referees have got a job to do. So, uh, yeah, no, it's important that the referees are getting the appropriate training and education and that they're also refereeing the right standard of football. Um, so, you know, if, if, if the Sunday league's too much for them, then maybe send them down to the under-10s, under-12s on, 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 on the weekend. <laughs> uh, awesome, mate. Pleasure to have you. Um, that was the Exit Trials football podcast. We did talk about some football this week. Um, we'll catch you again, okay? Take care, guys. Kaki Tano. Good night.